Nidarm Perik Zayin Mishnah Zayin seven seven. This Mishnah is really very similar to the previous. Haomer leishtof. One says to his wife, Konem, excuse me, Konam maase yadayich alai. That which you produce with your hands, translated literally, is forbidden to me, as if it were a korban. Uh, meaning her, what she, her, the work she does in the house. You know, meaning she, if she mills flour, bakes a cake, um, you know, spins some yarn, whatever the story is, he's saying that's going to be forbidden to him. Similarly, if he says, O konam hen al pi, or he says, konam hen lifi, like before in the previous Mishnah, he's not explicitly saying he's not going to eat them. He says in general they're forbidden to him. And this is, you know, to his mouth is just a turn of phrase, but it means any benefit. If he didn't mean any benefit, he meant specifically eating, he would have said eating it or tasting it. And therefore, whatever she produces are asur, forbidden to him, and even bechilufein, even what he exchanges um, for them are also forbidden. So if she, you know, bakes a cake and he trades the cake um, to get himself uh, a football, so then the football is also forbidden to him because he traded it for the cake. Um, and that's a since, as I said before in the previous Mishnah, since he's not allowed to trade the cake in the first place because it's an Isra Doraisa, the rabbis punished him and said you can't even have um, benefit from what you traded for the football, even though it's only Asr. So that's Asr Madura Bana. Now, uh, worth pointing out though that the benefit he can't get is just on her input, the labor that goes into manufacturing the cake. But since um, presumably he's the one who paid for the flour and the sugar and the eggs that went into the cake. So what we're talking about here is the benefit from her input. So for argument's sake, if the cake costs, you know, 10 shekels worth of, excuse me, the, the 10 shekels worth of ingredients, let's say, and um, he gets 25 shekels worth of value, he trades that the cake for a 25 shekel football. So really, um, he is allowed to get 10 shekels of benefit because he paid for the 10 shekels, just not the 15 that she put in of, of, of labor. So that had to worked out however it's worked out. Okay. Similarly, it's also forbidden for him to get benefit from that which grows um, from her work. You know, she plants a tree, for argument's sake, so he can't get benefit from the tree that grows from her work because she's the one who was doing the garden in the backyard, and it's her labor. However, if he says, instead of saying a general prohibition against getting benefit from her her handiwork, her labors, he says something like, Konam ma'asa yadayich, I'm not going to eat that which you make because it's like korban to me, so then it's just about eating. Or if he says, I'm not going to taste it. So then the restrictions that he has on place are just eating or tasting what she you know, cooks and bakes, etc., um, but not getting general benefit. And therefore, if, he, if she bakes a cake, he can't eat the cake, but he could trade the cake for the football and get benefit from the football, no problem. Um, or if she plants a tree. So then, once the tree grows, he can get benefit from the tree that grew because her inputs are gone. She put a seed in the ground, but now the seed has wasted away. And the Mishnah therefore qualifies like it did in the previous Mishnah, kala. of course, that assumes that the thing that she plants in the ground, like the, the seed for that, the tree is now, you know, um, dissolved in the ground, is gone. Aval. If what she planted was a bed of onions, and therefore the onions that she put in the ground are really still there, a even a second or third generation onion that came from the original onion that was planted, since some vestige of the original onion she planted is still present, he's getting benefit from that, hasn't totally gone away, and therefore that would all be forbidden to him.